Let me give you a number. The issue of people with a disability getting a job is pretty tough. I'll tell you why. One in five Australians are estimated to have a disability and it's considered as an issue that affects many people. We've now got a program, it's called Work First and is a collaboration between Interlife and the Centre for Disability Employment Research and Practice. And it's being hoped that it will prove a game changer. We're joined on the program by Dr Peter Smith, who is the Director at the Centre for Disability Employment Research and Practice. Peter, thank you very much for talking to us. Not a problem, Chris. My pleasure. Yeah. When we talk about a game changer, sometimes we hear that word used. Is it being overused in this case, do you think, or is it potentially a real game changer? No, I don't think it's being overchanged because what we've done here is, you know, if you think about programs that have been around for ages around disability awareness, the difference here is that not only are we looking at the organisation side, which I guess is the demand side, is we're also working on the supply side so that it gets married up um, in a more fine-tuned way because, you know, one of the, the issues we found here was that with um, Interlife, Steve Edgar, we've been talking to employers and they keep saying, well, we'd love to, well, we don't know how to. And I guess for, for myself, the idea that organisations don't know how to employ people with a disability seems a little bit foreign. But when you dig deeper, that issue is there, and that's one of the, the barriers that we that we will be addressing with this program. Well, Peter, traditionally, what are the barriers that exist to employing people with a disability? In your experience, what have employers generally expressed when it's come to that issue? Look, you know, we often hear things like it's too hard, it's too complex, you know, what happens if something goes wrong? I mean, realistically, all the things that employers probably say about you and I, um, but the, the, the reality is that it's an education exercise. You know, yes, there are complexities of employing anybody, but when you're employing someone with a disability, people genuinely seem still scared of people with a disability. Um, I'm I've sat... Peter, can I also ask, how do we define a disability? Because to me, at least, disability seems like a very broad term and it does not seem to express range. And I would argue that when we're talking about disabilities, it's from people with a mild disability that arguably most of us would never notice, all the way through to somebody who might have a profound disability. So in some respects, it's quite misleading, isn't it? Well, it is because, you know, most disability is invisible and most people's experience of, of disability is someone with Down syndrome or, or cerebral palsy or someone in a wheelchair. So it's a very narrow view of what disability is. I mean, I have, you know, grandkids with uh, autism and they're at the different ends of the spectrum. Um, and yet one you would look at and go, I don't see the problem. The other one you could look at and go, oh, I kind of see it, but... They both present challenges. It's just that there are different ends of the, of the same particular disability spectrum. So that's part of the issue. And, and we know that, you know, mental illness is prevalent in large percentage of people in the community. And yet most people probably don't know. They already employ people with a disability. It's just that not it's not visible. So how much do people generally not say, not mention it? For example, you mentioned mental illness. I'd just about be prepared to bet parts of my anatomy I have no desire to lose that most people who had some degree of mental illness would keep mum about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, okay, I'm going to say I have, but I just about just went past that point, didn't I? Um, yeah, most people don't like to talk about their disability, but at the end of the game, disability is just part of the broader diversity of society. So why do we need to talk about it? 
I suppose the, the, the one thing that really sticks out to me, and I'm guessing this is going to be the case here, is people would worry about things like potential insurance, legal workers' compensation type issues. Those, to me, would be the biggest areas because we are so litigious now. People are just absolutely gun-shy about anything they see as having a legal risk. Are we going to have to clearly define that and overcome that, do you think? Yes and no. I, I think that is part of an education process, and that's what we try to do here with this particular program is that education is a large part of it as well as as embedding the, the employment experts from Interlife, for instance, in the organisation so that they are there to support the organisation and at the same time using methodology such as customised employment, the people that they bring into the organisation are people that, that are suitable, that have an interest and the skills and the desire to work in that organisation. So it, it, it's an easier process when you can marry up supply and demand because what we find is that you know, when the person with disability starts having a conversation with an employer, all of a sudden the barriers disappear. It's just two people having a conversation and building a relationship. Well, the new approach is called Work First, HR and Hire. I'm guessing from what I've been able to read about this, it will take people on an individual basis and will steer them in the direction of a range of jobs for which they would be suited, which means that their chances of getting the job, I would imagine, would be far greater. Absolutely, because part of the process is that because we're educating the the employer organisation, what happens is that there's a recognition that that the person that Interlife brings to the organisation is the right person. All that fear is if we hire the wrong person, what happens? The reality is that because the employer is educated about the processes that Interlife will use, the customised employment processes, they have confidence that the right person is coming through the door for that job. And when we talk about the right person, you could be employing somebody who's able-bodied, got all the necessary prerequisite qualifications, and they turn out to be totally unsuitable. Absolutely. When you imagine a hospital employing somebody as a doctor who's got an honours degree, you know, all the necessary medical qualifications, yet a shocking bedside manner, you'd argue that they're unsuitable for the job, wouldn't you? Absolutely. A bit of a cliche there, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, you know, and this is the thing is that, you know, what we try to do with the processes, the customised employment process is that, you know, we find people that, that want to work, that have an interest in this, in your organisation and your product, but importantly, they have skills that can be built on to allow them to actually exist in your organisation and have a meaningful career. Makes a lot of sense to me. It's called Work First, HR and Hire. How do we find more information about it? Look, you can ring uh, Interlife in, in Perth um, on their number, uh, 08 and have a talk to Steve Edgar, the CEO. Um, or, you know, you can clearly, if you can't get hold of Steve, you can give me a ring uh, on um, at the, the centre um, on 0427 813-840, and between Steve and myself, we should be able to point you in the right direction and, and help organisations um, achieve what they want out of inclusive employment. Dr Peter Smith, thank you very much for joining us on Perth tonight. My pleasure, Chris, any time. And once again, thank you. Um, congratulations on what is a very innovative program. That's uh, Dr Peter Smith, who's the Director at the Centre for Disability Employment Research and Practice.